Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3 this evening. Proverbs chapter 3, as you turn, I want to say thank you. Uh, so many of you have been very, very gracious and kind. It's been humbling. Thank you so much for the, for the birthday well wishes and the gifts and uh, just extensions of love. And we just, I just want to say publicly thank you so, so much for those. Uh, very, very gracious and humbling. So thank you. Tonight I want us to spend a little bit of time thinking about a subject that's needful. Everything in the Bible is needful, but this particular thing, I'm going to talk to us a little bit and cause us to think a little bit on the matter of trust. Trust. There are, there are banking institutions, a couple of banking institutions within our area that are merging and they're changing their name, and they, the new name they have come up with is Truist. Now, I don't know what all is behind that, but when I hear that, I think automatically of trust. Trust in an earnest way. Trust, I don't know what the, the, all the folks have there, but that's my mind when I think about that. And certainly when it comes to a banking institution, you would truly hope and believe there's trust involved in that I'm told I did not count them but I'm told that there the word trust is found at least 200 times thereabouts in our King James Bibles it's certainly an important matter Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. I think a Gilbert translation there may be, don't trust in your own wisdom. Don't trust in what you believe and what you think. Trust in the Lord. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be that trust that you put in the Lord. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Tonight I want to think about trust for a few moments. Trust is a vital part of life and a vital part of our faith. Trust. We think about that. In life, there's always a need for trust. Would you agree with that? There's always a need for trust. There's always something that we need to put our trust in. Somebody, some things that we need to trust in. Uh, we need to have, it's important that we put trust in family. Praise God for family. That you can trust in. That you can rely upon and rest in. We put trust in our spouses. Trust our children. We hope that we can trust our physician, amen? Trust our physician that he's not practicing on us. They practice, you know, that uh, he's doing a little more than practicing. He knows a little bit, uh, he's had enough practice that he's not trying out new things on me, but he's got this thing pretty much, pretty much nailed down. But we have to have trust in him. Do what he says, listen to him. Certainly, I mentioned it already, but it's good to have trust in our banks, amen? Trust in our financial advisors. Trust in those who are giving us financial advice. Uh, it would be hard to put your 
finances in a place where you just didn't trust it. You didn't believe in it. Uh, trust in our law enforcement. And praise God for our law enforcement. I uh, praise God for those who are serving and defending and protecting. And I'm very, very thankful. Uh, that's a hard job in today's society. And I think every, every, every opportunity we get, we ought to say to those men and women, thank you so much. Because each time they go out, I believe more than ever before, they do put their lives on the line for us. Trust is essential if we are to live productive lives. It's essential. In the living of life, there is a need for trust. We all need something or someone who is dependable. Something, someone that's trustworthy. Some things and some people, that, and really things and people, but I dare say people, most of all, that we can rely upon. Without trust, we are left to fret, left to fear, left to worry. We are left to think and believe the worst. We have to trust. Otherwise, we're left to think and to believe the worst. We're, as believers, we are to trust in the Bible, trust in the Word of God. Uh, we are, rather than trusting in the worst, what we want to do is trust in and believe in the best. Trust holds to, to the belief that the worst won't come. Really, trust holds to the belief that the worst won't come. Trust is confidence in the right outcome. Uh, we want to make sure that tonight that we, as we leave out of this place in the next day or two and moving forward, and particularly on Tuesday morning, brother, our dear brother Jones will be having some surgery, some, to deal with some cancer that's in the lung. And he has full confidence in God, full confidence in the physician. He's trusting. Trusting what? For the best, for the, for the, for the best outcome possible. Trust is, as we think about it, trust is confidence. It's assurance. Trust is a settled hope that produces, a settled hope that produces a resting confidence. Resting. If we have no hope, we are unable to rest. But trusting in, in things that are trustworthy gives us that confidence. And it also brings with us the rest. The, the wearied soul, the, the soul that's tossed to and fro by every wave of the sea and every issue that comes into a life. There's no trust there. And because there's no trust there, there's no confidence and there's no rest. Trust is yielding. Trust is yielding even when circumstances scream out not to yield. When we think about trust spiritually and, and biblically, it's yielding to the Lord even when our circumstances are literally Screaming out that we cannot trust. That maybe we should not trust. 
trust is to obey. If to say I trust is to is to believe in the best, and it's to obey, even when obeying is hard. If I'm going to trust. I'm going to have to stay the course. I'm going to have to believe, even when it's hard, and maybe even when it seems like it's not logical to obey or to do the right thing. Trust is yielding my feelings. To facts. Yielding my feelings to facts. We believe in the facts, the truth of the Bible. We land there, we stand there, and we let our feelings catch up with where we stand. Rather than let our feelings drive us away from the things of God, from the trustworthiness of God, no, we come back to the obedience and we stand there and let the feelings catch up. Not the other way around. Yielding my feelings to the facts. Even though my feelings are crying out with everything within me against trusting. Trust is like an anchor that holds a ship fast and settled. It keeps it on course. Even when the wind and the wave seeks to run it off of course. Trust is a necessary component of life. We all have to trust somewhere in some fashion. We all have to trust. We have to have that trust. But trust, as I mentioned earlier, has to be put in something that's trustworthy. It's no good to have trust in something that's not trustworthy. Many things that people, uh, we People around us, and even us sometimes, we put our trust in, are untrustworthy. They're not trustworthy. We're putting our trust in something that is not reliable. Psalm speaks much of this issue. Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord. Psalm 44 and 6. I will not trust in my bow. Are my defenses, my ability to protect myself. I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. Psalm 49, 6 and 7. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother. Trusting in our riches and the multitude of our goods and our material possessions. Isaiah 31 and 1. Woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help. And stay on horses and trust in chariots. Because they are many. And in horsemen because they are strong. I'll trust in these because... The numbers seem better here than over here. I'll trust in these because there's more of them and there are of more of these and God's things. It just seems better. It feels better because of the number. Isaiah 42 and 17. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images. That say to the molten images, ye are our gods. Jeremiah 7 and 8. 
Behold, thou trust in lying words that cannot profit. Trusting in lying words that cannot profit. Ezekiel 16 and 15. But thou didst trust in thine own beauty. Again, putting confidence within me. Hosea 10 and 13. Thou didst trust in thy way. 1 Timothy 6 and 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded or trust in uncertain riches. There it is. Trusting in something that's untrustworthy. Uncertain riches. Don't trust in the untrustworthy things of life. Trust in that which is trustworthy. We all have to trust. But we better make sure that we're trusting in the right things. Where do we go to find that which is trustworthy? Where do we go to find these things? Well, we know for sure that we'll have to go to this book. You're looking for something that's trustworthy. You'll have to find it. It'll be found in this book. Go to the God of this book. That's where we'll find something, someone who is trustworthy. Go to the promises found in this book. Uh, in, in here we find a, a God who cannot lie, who has never, nor will he ever. The moment that God even has an inkling of such a thing, he no longer is God. He has stepped away from his holy perfection. That will never and can never happen. Why would we put our trust in that which is untrustworthy? When we have something, we have someone, uh, this book, this Bible, the Word of God, we have the God of the Bible who is trustworthy. Why would we go another direction? Why would a man choose something else? Go to the rock, the refuge that's higher than we are. The one that cannot be moved. Go somewhere where... You'll find trustworthiness. The FDIC stands for the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. You see this on the bank doors? Deposits secured up to X amount of dollars by the FDIC. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation is an independent agency created by Congress to maintain stability and public confidence in the, nation, in the nation's financial system. Almost makes you want to laugh, doesn't it? FDIC, the FDIC provides insurance for your deposited money in a bank in case the bank fails. Now, why did we take our money to the bank to begin with? We had confidence. We trusted, right? But just in case the bank fails, we have, well, this ought to make you feel good. We have the federal government to fall back on. Isn't that great? We're to trust in the bank with our money. And if the bank proved untrustworthy and fails... Our money is insured by the federal government. And again, it's not anything to clap about there. In other words, a failed bankrupt institution is now insuring another institution that has a potential of failure. No trustworthiness in that. None at all. We need someone. We need something. We need a trustworthy 
solid foundation. The Bible, when we come to the Bible, the Bible and history points us to God. You looking for something trustworthy? What can I rely upon? Why will not let me down? We go to the Bible and the Bible as well as history points us to God. The Bible points us to the Lord. The Holy Spirit points us to God. History proves us that God is trustworthy. We have the, the, the historical accounts of the Bible over and over and over again. We see that God has proven himself trustworthy in every circumstance. And every time someone put their trust and their faith in God, God showed himself strong. God came through with flying colors. Christ is trustworthy. That's what I want us to get at tonight. I want us to see just for a moment, and if you'll take your Bibles and turn to the book of Psalms, I want us to see how the Bible points us to the one who is trustworthy. Go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number, excuse me, Psalm chapter 4 and verse number 5. I want you to get your fingers ready. We're going to do a little bit of turning here. I want us to see how the Bible points us to the one that's trustworthy. Proverbs 4 and verse number 5. Excuse me, Psalm 4 and 5. Don't listen to what I say, listen to what I mean. I can't even figure it out at times. Psalm 4 and 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. He's pointing us to the Lord. Psalm 5 and verse number 11. 5 and verse number 11. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield. That's verse number 12. Verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Psalm 7 and verse number 1. O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Psalm 9 and verse number 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Psalm 16 and verse number 1. Psalm 16 and verse number 1. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Psalm 17 and verse number 7. Show thy marvelous loving kindness. Oh, that thou savest by thy right hand them that put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Look at Psalm 18, verse number 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. That is the outcome of trust. Psalm 18 and verse number 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The words of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those that trust in Him. 
Psalm 31, verse number 19. Go with me to Psalm 31 in verse number 19. And we could, this is just a, a spattering. We could look at so many of these verses. Psalm 31 and 19. My point is, I want us to see how the Bible points us to God. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Notice oh, how great is thy goodness and what God has laid up for them that fear him. Those that put their trust in him. Psalm 34 and 22. 34 and 22. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Psalm 36 and verse number 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Psalm 37 in verse number 5. 37 in verse number 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Psalm 56 and verse number 3. Psalm 56 and verse number 3. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm 62 and verse number 8. Trust in him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for us. Trust in him at all times. One more, i just make sure we get the picture. Psalm 143 and verse number 8. And oh, we're skipping so many. Psalm 143 and verse number 8. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way therein wherein I should walk, for I lifted my soul unto thee. He's talking about trust. And again, we could go on and on. I hope, I think you get the point. The Bible is pointing us to the one who is trustworthy. He's the Lord. Someone said, if you take the first T out of trust, all you have left is rust. I think a whole lot of people are putting their confidence in rust. That which is not trustworthy. We read Psalm 62 and 8, trust in the Lord. At all times, he says, at all times, trust in the Lord. The object of trust is found there in him. Trust in him. The object, the occasion of trust. Only when things get down. Only when it gets a little tough. Only during the trial. No, at all times. We trust in God at all times. He's sufficient for all in every occasion. He's sufficient in the rain and the sunshine. He's sufficient in the well and the not so well. Simply trusting every day. Trusting through the stormy way. Even when my faith is small. Trusting Jesus. And that is all. That's where we got to go. We go to that rock. That trustworthy one. We are to trust in his everlasting strength. Jehovah is everlasting strength. The Bible tells us that. 
What are we going to trust in? How do we do it? Trust in his everlasting strength. If I trust in my own strength, I'm untrustworthy. I've heard times, and, and I think I've been there as well, and been in churches even where I put my confidence in a man. And you know what I found out? Man disappointed me. Man disappointed me. And so many times that may happen, and people will leave a church. What a disappointment. If we put our faith and our confidence and our trust in a man, we will be disappointed. And I hope as your pastor, I'll not let you down. But if your faith, if your complete trust is in me and not in Jesus Christ, I may let you down, but Jesus Christ never will. So we put our faith in the trustworthy one, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. His everlasting strength. We put our trust in His bountiful goodness. The Lord is good. Say it with me. The Lord is good. Boy, we need to say that often. And we need to, we just, it needs to be something that's forever upon our lips. In the good and in the bad, the Lord is good. Why can we say that? Because it's true. Because he's trustworthy. In everything, God is good. We trust in his bountiful goodness toward us. We trust in his continual provision. My God shall supply all of your needs. His bountiful provision. Oh, God has provided for us in so many ways and continues to do so. And we at times get so tripped up on what we don't have. The American dream, the idea of the American dream has probably done more to discourage and and to bring down the attitude of many church-going people, many Christians, than anything we could imagine. Because we have to have this, we have to have this, we have to have this. It's the American dream. It's what we're fighting for. It's what we're working toward. And so we look at what we don't have. We've mentioned it before, all those advertisements. They're just there to make you discontent with what you do have. Make you discontent with what God has blessed you with. Trust in His continual provision. Trust in His deliverance from sin's penalty. Trust in his salvation. Trust in his salvation to eternal life. It's not what I've done. It's what he has done. He that began a good work in you shall complete it. He'll bring it to fruition. He will bring it all the way to the end. And it's his doing. It's not my doing. Trust in his forgiveness of sin. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Well, we just need to trust in the trustworthy one. God honors God always honors faith. He always honors trust that you put in Him. God will honor that. God sees that. You say, well, it's, it's little faith. It's a small thing. God sees it. There are no small ways in which we trust God. God says, trust me in all things, at all times. There are no small ways. God sees them all. And God honors every one of those occasions. He certainly does. We cannot trust in our flesh. Psalm, excuse me, uh, Philippians 3. Look at with me. Philippians 3, verses 3 and 4. You know the verses I say very well, I imagine. Philippians 3, 
verses 3 and 4. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in flesh, in the flesh I more. Paul is saying, Boy, if I, gotta, if I could trust in my flesh in any way, boy, I can have confidence in who I am. Then he goes on to give the descriptions of why he could possibly say in his flesh, this is what I'm trusting in. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless, he says. But what things were gained to me, those I can't lost in Christ. He says, I can't trust in any of this. I can't trust in my pedigree. I can't trust in my education. But I only trust in the one that's trustworthy, Jesus Christ. We can't put our confidence in the flesh. We can't put our trust in the ability to fight spiritual battles. Our confidence to fight spiritual battles in the flesh. I appreciate Brother Andrew and the message this past Wednesday. He's talking about putting on the whole armor of God and letting God fight our battles. And that battle is waging. There's a battle waging for the souls of men. And if you're saved, there's a battle waging to ruin your testimony. To take from you and to make sure that you are not salt and not light. To a lost and dying world. There's a battle being waged. To ruin your testimony. He can't steal your soul. He can't take your soul. Once saved always saved if once saved. But a boy he can sure ruin a Christian's testimony. You can't fight that in the flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Don't put your confidence in yourself. Ability to fight the flesh. Fight with fleshly things. With carnal things. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. The one that's trustworthy. Put your trust in the everlasting divine resources. That God has given you. Now what are those divine resources. That God's given you. What are they. Well, we've already mentioned them right here. The God of this Bible, this book. The resources that God's given you. The Holy Spirit that lives within you. Oh, what what divine resources we have. What powerful, mighty resources we have. To the pulling down, to the dismantling, to to the doing away with. All the things that would come against us. The strongholds of the devil. Well, we've given, been given resources. His word. God himself. The Holy Spirit. Have trust in the trustworthy one. What are you trusting in tonight? Are you discouraged? Are you downtrodden? Are you beaten? Can I just encourage you tonight? Let's put our trust where it belongs. Put our trust in the trustworthy one. His name is Jesus Christ. Put our trust in the promises of God's word. And leave them there. Don't put our trust in there. 
And then we say, okay, I've trusted. Then the very next day, the very next circumstance, we pick it up and we trust in ourselves. No, go back and keep going back and laying it before the Lord. Go to His Word. Go back to God. Remember all the verses that we read. He's pointing us to the trustworthy one. We have a history that proves he's trustworthy. Isaiah 26 and 3, and I'm done. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Perfect peace. That's not an allegory. That's not symbolic language. That's truth from God's word. Because he's trustworthy. He's enough. Is he enough in your life? Is he enough for your circumstances? We're going to face them. Some of you are facing them right now. If we're not facing them today, we'll be facing them tomorrow. In this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have tribulation. But he's trustworthy. He'll carry us through. Put your faith in him. You need that peace, that perfect peace. Boy, go back to the rock and keep on going there every single time. Let's bow our hearts in prayer.